with the six man and I am your host the six man um there's some things that I want to get off my chest <clears throat> and I feel as though that I need to get I need to get these things off my chest so that way I can kind of be free of everything that I'm getting ready to say so I can move on <clears throat> um, 2020 has definitely been a year for the record books it has definitely been a year for the record books for me and it started out fairly well and then it was just like I had a birthday, I was able to travel to Mexico and kind of enjoy my birthday, Kobe Bryant died, following month my grandmother died, COVID-19 hit, I lost a job, um, and it all kind of snowballed from there to the point where we are right now in September of 2020. And not by a long shot are any of us unaware of all of the things that's going on, whether it's political, whether it's on 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 the home front with friends and family members um, either getting sick or dying from COVID-19, um, people losing their jobs, people being evicted, um, people who are um, stuck in the confines of their own home being being abused by their abuser I mean there's a lot there's a lot to talk about about 29 I mean 2020 there's a lot to talk about but what I want to talk about is this most recent shooting 
of Dion K on Orange Street Southeast. And I kind of want to do a timeline to go forward to kind of what I want to discuss. And so I'm at work and I saw a live from my man Rick. And he was basically telling everybody, you know, what was going on. And I was like, damn. So I shared the live, you know, so people can find out what was going on. Um, and within the live, um, there was some, there was some miscommunication about what happened involving the incident with a police officer and Dion K. <clears throat> And so, hours later, um, there was information that came out, um, news reports, um, and from the police chief. And some of the communication from the live was different from the communication from news reports and the police chief. And so let me first say that it's never my intention to mislead anybody. It's never my intention to um, try and trying to change a narrative of something that I don't fully know everything involved with the event. So the information that I put out initially was based off a live feed that I shared. And people kind of went from there. And so after the police chief and police reports, again, things start sounding a little different. And so the police chief said that there was a shooting, police-involved shooting. Um, the police got an anonymous tip. Um, that it was some young men in a vehicle with guns. And we all know how that ended. It ended with a Metropolitan Police officer shooting and killing 18-year-old Dion K. And I just want to backtrack for a second. I want to backtrack for a second. Um... After the shooting, um, the mayor came out and said that they want to provide the body cam video so everybody can see what happened. And the, the video was provided the day after the shooting. And the reason why I want to backtrack a little bit is because, as some of you all know, I have been a supporter of the Austin family. And Marquise Austin was shot and killed June 12th, 2018. And he was shot 15 times by the Metropolitan Police Department where there was a gun recovered on the scene in his case as well. 
and there was so many misleading, so much misleading information um, in that case that the mother, Kanithia Austin, felt like she needed to find out what really happened to her son. And I don't really want to get into all of the details with that because we have a video um, involving all of the information of what happened involving that case on my YouTube page. And I have been working with Kanithia since then. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because the impact of us taking time to document her story came about change with the D.C. Council where Treyon White um, proposed emergency legislation for those who have been um, in incidents with the D.C. police to be able to request the body cam footage for that incident. And in Kanithia Austin's case, when she tried to request the body cam video in the incident with her son, the Metropolitan Police Department told her that her son had to come and request the video. And her son was not capable of doing that because he was already dead. And so myself and Kanithia Austin and her family along with advocates in the city and supporters and friends and family members. Um, you know, we walked the streets, we asked people questions, we did a memorial, we went to council meetings down at the Wilson building where Charles Allen was the head of public safety. And we heard from family members who who spoke about their family members being killed by the DC police. We heard from leaders. We heard from um, the DC police union rep representatives. I mean, we it, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. And I'm only saying this to lead up to what I'm saying later on, but it was a lot to deal with, you know, being down there listening to these people. And I remember, um, I remember, you know, just, getting the names of all these people and, and remembering reading news reports and rem and looking at these family members and watching their face and watching how they felt when they testified. I mean, it was a fucking, it was a terrible day. Um, just mentally for me. I mean, I took off work to support Miss Austin. And when she saw me, she was like, I'm so happy you came. Thank you so much. I'm like, it's all good. And um, I remember April, I'll never forget this. I remember April from the Black Lives Matter movement, D.C. Um, she spoke. And you could just hear the conviction and the passion in her voice and the trauma in her voice. Where, you know, it it, it was, it, 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 it says a lot to have to deal with so much death and so much trauma and so much injustice. And just heard the way she spoke. It just made me feel like, wow, like it's really a lot going on out here. And people don't understand how difficult it is 
you know, for some of those who are really in the fight to really go home and relax and go to fuck to sleep. And so, um, we, 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 we have been fighting, you know, we have been putting the video out. The video was on YouTube. The video was sent to all of the council members. The video was sent wherever we can send it. We sent the video where the interview that I did with Kenethia Austin and, um, I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, when my man Keon edited this video, this, this interview, I was just like, wow, like this was like, I couldn't believe that this was something that we produced. And so, um, we've been putting the video out, you know, trying to get it out there. And, um, this was in pressure of allowing the mayor, the chief, and the D.C. Police Department to release the body camera footage of her son being killed. And again, her son was shot June 2018. Miss Austin and her family, those who were able to watch, didn't see this video until 12 months later. And it was probably a little after 12 months, but it was a, a whole year after the fact that they have ever got a chance to see this video. And when I spoke to Kenethia after she saw the video, all she said was, Kevin, I still want to see the unedited version of my son being killed so I can have closure. And when she said that, I was like, wow, that video must be fucked up. And she does not believe anything that's going on in that video. And when you think about it, a year later, I mean, anything can be Anything can be edited. Anything can be slowed down. Anything can be manipulated. I mean, that's just in my mind. After a year of having a video. And so I remember um, along with, you know, just trying to support her and, you know, trying to help her seek truth for her son. Um, we did an interview on the Busy With B show with my homegirl, B. And Trayon White showed up. And Trayon and Kenethia talked. Trayon, you know, paid his respects and condolences and was saying that he remembered um, Marquise because Marquise had played football on one of his football teams. And he would reach out to Kanithi to see what he could do to help. And I want to say maybe a couple of days, a week later, there was a mercy emergency legislation that would allow family members to request body camera footage if they were in an incident with the D.C. police. And it passed. And the reason why I say this is because people don't understand some of the things that I've done in the background to provide some impact or to help make some change. And I do want to thank that the interview that I did with Miss Austin and um, the father of Marquise had somewhat had somewhat of an impact for the D.C. Council to make this emergency legis legislation happen. Even though there were prior incidents that I think that this legislation should have been passed a long time ago. But I would say that I think we 
you know, we made an impact to make it happen. And so in this recent shooting with Dion K, the mayor released the body cam footage the next day, which in previous incidents, and specifically with Miss Austin's case, that video was never released to the public. It was only seen by Miss Austin, her lawyer, and I believe one other person. That video was never released to the public. Okay. And so with this new incident, the mayor said, hey, we're going to release the body cam footage and everybody's going to be able to see. And they did. And when that video was released, I was at work. And a friend of mine, my man T, um, we had a previous group text amongst co-workers. We all used to work together and we got a group text and we kind of just, you know, check on each other. Uh, make sure everybody's still doing good. Because we, we we were a good team at our last job, you know, when we worked together or whatever. So um, we just, we stay connected. And so we had a quick conversation about it. And he was like, yeah, I knew the young man. I was like, wow, for real? He was like, yeah. So I'm like, damn, okay. And so when the video was released, he was the first person who sent it to me. And then he also sent me another video that was on YouTube of, Mr. K as well. And so I saw the text. I didn't get a chance to read it because I was running around. I mean, I was, I mean, Southeast, Edgewater, Maryland. Um, <laughs> I was everywhere. Hyattsville, Silver Spring, Upper Northwest. I mean, I was running around everywhere working. And I pulled over and had an opportunity to look at the video. And it disturbed me a little bit. And then I post the video that DC police released. And then I also post the video that he sent me from YouTube with Mr. K and some other young men in the video. And so the dialogue for the shooting in general had already been going on for a whole day. And again, when the shooting initially happened, the only information that I released was the information provided by my man's live video feed, which I shared to my page. And of course, thoughts that I might have had in regards to the shooting. And... I had an opportunity to share some of my thoughts. And it was just like, you know, we, we all have our own thoughts about what's going on based off our based off our experience and based off what we know. And based off what I knew in regards to this, you know body camera video shit like it, it just didn't feel right for me not saying that the body camera video was wrong not saying that it you know whatever but it just didn't feel right to me but the video dispelled a few things and 
one of the things was initially it was said that he was shot with an AR-15 in his back. And then the video dispelled that because he was shot in his chest. And he was shot by a service weapon of the police officer. So the video provided some truth based off initial um, information that was released from the live feed and some of the um, information that was being said to the police in the video and amongst community members at that time. And so the video did, you know, provide some truth. And so I'm sitting, I'm, I'm commenting a little bit, and I'll just say that it just got heated. It got very heated. Um, but, you know, again, I try to remain calm, as I always do, and just, you know, speak my opinion, and that's it. But for some reason, with the frustration that I had already had during that day from working, the frustration spilled over to some of the comments that were being made towards me and and the way I re responded wasn't good. And so I'm the type of person where when I'm trying to type something to get you to understand what I'm saying and you still don't understand, then I got to go live so I can make my point across. And I did that. I went live. Um, and I tried to make an attempt of getting my point across. But in the moment of doing that, again, I was already frustrated with the type of day I had at work and then trying to comment on a few folks coming at me on Facebook Live. I mean, on, on Facebook. And so um, I was a little disappointed at myself after I found myself saying some stuff on live. And so, after I, after I did the live, you know, Facebook always asks you, do you want to save it, or do you want to share it, or do you want to do both? And I remember thinking about some of the stuff that I said in the live video, which was my truth. My truth. And I would say that for the most part in that video, I was trying to remind people who the fuck I was, where the fuck I grew up, and where the fuck I've been compared to where the fuck I am now. And in the midst of that, I thought about it and I deleted the video. But in that process, there were a few people who had already seen the video and they reached out to me. And they just wanted to make sure I was okay, which, I wasn't. And so I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to take a break from Facebook. This shit getting, you know, it's getting too much. It's getting to be too much. And I said I was. And I have. I have I have taken a, a quick little break from Facebook because I normally would try to post something every day. But I haven't posted since that day. And um, I just feel like sometimes, you know, Emotions do run high. I get it. And 
a lot of times when people post stuff, they tend not to fully read everything that somebody posts to get an understanding of what they're saying before they respond back to the person. And I know for me, you know, me, you know, I started this platform in August of 2018. And, you know, for me, I've learned a lot as I've gone on. Trust me. I've, 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 I've learned not to chew gum when I do interviews. I've learned not to, um, you know, try to do some research of some stuff before I talk about it. I mean, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot at this point, you know, how to talk, how to stop saying, um, all the time. I mean, it's a lot that I went through to, to try to do this. And so, you know, I take it pretty seriously, you know, at this point. Um, so I don't, I don't think about the naysayers, so to speak, the people who, come at me negatively. I mean, because I feel like at the end of the day, when you put your information out there publicly, people have a right um, to voice their opinion about whatever the fuck it is you say. And I, and that's it. And I, and I take and I take that. I take it on the chin all the time. And I'm like, you know, people going to feel how they feel. And that's it. And that's cool. You know, because everybody has their own feeling about whatever. But my thing is, most of the people who have something to say. I haven't seen these people in the streets or in the communities or in none of these events that I've been to. I haven't seen any of these people volunteering or trying to help any of these nonprofits that's out here in the community that's trying to make DC a better place. But yet they can come on Facebook with their emotions running high, not understanding everything a person's been through or not understanding everything a person has been involved with and try to come at them sideways because they don't fully understand what the person is saying or why the person is reacting in a way. And one of the main things was a young lady, um, mentioned that she saw a video and the video that she saw was a video with him running with his hands in the air with no gun in his hand. So I hit that laugh emoji because I was like, the video that I saw, he wasn't running with his hands in the air and by the time he got shot, the gun was literally just coming out of his hand. So therefore... The video you saw, if it's an official video from the police department, something not right. So that's why I laughed. But she came at me and in a way where I was like confused, like, huh? And you laughing and this, that, and the third, and this man died, and this I'm about to delete your ass because you got the game fucked up and da 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 da. So again, the 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 type of day that I had. And the type of comments that were coming at me, I, I decided to, to come on live to remind people who I am, where the fuck I came from, what what the fuck I've been through, and 
and, and and some of the fucking struggles that I went through to get to where I am today. And so again, you know, I'm not going to apologize for nothing I said because again, everything that I said in the live was my truth. And all of our truths look different than somebody else's. So I'm not going to apologize for any of that. But I will say I felt bad that I let the type of day I was having and the frustration that I was having, I'm, I'm disappointed that I let it mount to the point where I let some of the comments get to me to the point where it it, 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 it manifested in me going on live and kind of saying some of the stuff that I said. But again, I appreciate, you know, the people who reached out to me after the live. Um, I appreciate a few people texting me, you know, personally and saying, hey, saw the live. Just want to make sure you're good. Take some time to breathe and, you know, just kind of relax and be easy. So I appreciate that. But it doesn't change the fact that this young man is dead. And it doesn't change the fact that a police officer shot him. And it also doesn't change the fact that this is happening now way too often. And there's not enough of us in the community trying to help prevent this versus always having something to fucking say on Facebook. I mean, yes, I saw the people who went up to 70. I thought about it. I thought about going up there. And then something in my spirit told me, nope, stay on this couch. You had a long day. Just relax. Unwind, unplug, and just relax, bro. You already do so much that people don't even know you do. You don't have to do everything. And I also remember um, talking to a buddy of mine on Facebook. Um, she's in Detroit. And she was like, you know, I made a comment about celebrities not taking a stand and not, you know, um, you know, being more boisterous with their platforms. And she was like, Kevin, just because people don't um, protest the way you think they should don't mean they're not doing their part. You know, you can do it from home. You can do it online. You can do it all multiple ways. <clears throat> and she sent me an article that I read. <clears throat> and she was right. She was right. So I still correct it. And so, you know, in the moments of me allowing myself to see somebody else's point of view is always a good thing because my point of view isn't always going to be spot the fuck on. But I have the mindset where other people have different experiences, different education levels. And sometimes you got to just look at somebody else's perspective and go, you know what? I see what you're saying. And so, again, in that moment. I had to realize that I had already been doing so much with everything that I'm doing, you know, with this platform, with my new platform and just everything that I'm doing. And it's not because I'm looking for notoriety. It's not because I'm looking for 
FaceTime. That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it because I naturally feel like it's what I'm supposed to do. Some people don't fully support it, and that's okay. And some people stand strong right behind it. I mean, I started a Facebook group for the platform less than a month ago. It hasn't even been a month yet, and I already have over 500 members in this group. And that's not a lot of people, but for me, that's a lot of people. Like, I only have 27, I think it's like 2,700 friends on the friends list on my regular Facebook page. But I strategically pick certain people to be in the group. And now the group is at five over 550 members in less than a month. And, and, and I'm thinking that that's going to grow to a higher number because I'm not going to put, I'm not going to stop the group. I, I have a right. I have a right to take a break. I have a right to take a break. But when I look into the group, you know, I see people still chatting, even though I might not be chatting. And so after the live, a young lady hit me um, and she was like, Facebook took down your live. I was like, nah, Facebook didn't take the live down. I took it down. And then after I took the live down, I deleted every post that had anything to do with Dion K's situation. I deleted all of it. And throughout the day, I was checking Facebook and anybody who did, who posted something in the group about that situation, I deleted the shit. Because I did not want to see or hear about the shit no more because I was already getting to a point where I was so fucking frustrated that I just did not want to see the shit no more. I just did not want to see it. I didn't, I mean, of course people can post what they want on their page, which is fine. But anything that was dealing with that situation that I posted on my personal page, I deleted it. Anything that I posted in the group about that, I deleted it. Anything that anybody posted in the group about that situation, I deleted it because I just didn't want to see the shit no more. It was overwhelming. And again, you know, some people don't know how much I've been in the community. I mean, since the Makaya Wilson situation. Makaya Wilson was the reason why I started this platform. And I'm always going to stand on that. She is the reason why Real Talk with the Six Man exists. She is. And again, I, I didn't know her. I didn't know her family. But my heart was compelled when I saw the story to start using my voice in a better way. And I also realized that it comes times when you have to pull back and not allow yourself to get drawn in to so much negative energy from people, especially those who might not be putting in as much effort as you are to try to seek some type of change in the community rather than run their fucking mouth. And so for me, um, I'm just trying to balance 
my life a little bit better. And I'm not saying that I'm going to stop posting. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm going to diminish the platform because I'm never going to do that. But what I am saying is I'm learning as I go. I'm learning as I go. And I'm so thankful for all the support. I'm thankful for all of the encouragement. I'm thankful for the people in my corner. I'm thankful for the impact that I've had on people thus far. I mean, it's humbling. But I'm also learning as I go. I'm not a professional. I didn't go to school for this shit. I don't have a journalism degree, any of that. But I'm learning as I go. And I'm understanding now that I have to be able to reserve my peace of mind, even though we living in troubled times. I have to still reserve my peace of mind, and I have the right to do that. And at any point I feel like I need to do that, I am. I'm going to do that. And so this is just me, you know, just getting some shit off my chest and just letting those know that, you know, nothing I said on the live was personal, but it was direct. And I just feel like at times people need to check their emotions at the front door before they just start talking or not fully reading a comment before responding to it. And so, you know, my thing is, if there's something that I'm doing that you don't like, that's fine. And if you want to comment and say whatever, speak your piece, that's fine. But be respectful. Because I'm always trying to be respectful. And I know everybody ain't going to like everything. I mean, that's, I mean, you can't please everybody. I get that. But I do feel like, you know, when you coming for me and you trying to a- attack my character, nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And I'm not going to allow you to do it. Period. Fuck that. Especially when I know what I've been through. You know, I, I you know, I'm, you know, things weren't as... Um, intense as they are now when I was young but you know I know some of the struggles that these young men are going through and I'm only saying some because there are some different type of drugs out there there are some different type of family situations going on out there I mean because let's just be honest all of this shit stems from home all of this shit stems from in the houses that these young men and women are growing up in. Let's just let's just let's just put it there. And I mean, let's be honest. Show me the gun store that's in DC that's open with 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old young men can walk in the store and buy a gun. I'll wait. So where the fuck are they getting these guns from? Yes, they might be getting them from other teenagers, but where are those teenagers getting the guns from? They're getting them from adults. 
They're getting them from an adult. And so, again, my conversation is some of these old motherfuckers is part of the pro- is part of the problem. Because you are giving these guns to these young motherfuckers and they just running wild. I mean, this video with Mr. K and a few other young men in the video, everybody got a fucking gun in their hand. With extended clips, fucking two, two, three rifles and some more shit. They even got one video where they're on a corner. They're in the street, walking up to the car, Joker rolled the window down. He got a fucking rifle sitting in his lap in the car, broad daylight. And they think that's that's what it is. But I'm like, again, what gun store are they getting these from? And 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 let's just let's just be honest. If they are getting them from a gun store, that's that's a bigger problem. But again, we know that guns and getting guns has never been an issue in this area. Never. I mean shit. My story was I had one since elementary school. And it was I wasn't even looking to buy a gun. I just had a situation. One of the OGs was like, Hey look, bring me a couple dollars, I got you. Took him the money and he gave me a thirty eight special. And from then the rest is history. So I get it. But at this point, it has gotten way out of control because these guns, I had a 38 special, a fucking six shot. These young niggas got 30 round clips, 100 round drums. That's dangerous. They don't know how to aim. They don't know how to shoot these guns. They don't know how to properly clean them. They don't know how to break them down. And they don't know the safety about these guns. Because we watch videos when these motherfuckers in the car talking shit, smoking, and they shoot themselves. I saw a video when a guy talking shit and he was playing with the gun, he shot himself in the leg. I mean, they, they don't, they, they're not properly trained to even handle these weapons. So that's the scary part. That is the scary part. And, 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 and this notion that now these youngins are killing for sport. That's scary. That's that changes the whole lens of everything. I mean, me, I'm thinking like, okay, the older niggas, they old now. They on papers. They don't want to do the, the the dirty work no more because they can't. Because if they do, they they get that backup time. So now they 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 leave the legacy of the beef to linger on to the youngins, and the youngins feel like, okay, in order for me to make a name for myself, I gotta go out here and do what I need to do and keep this beef going, which is fucking stupid. But I mean, hey, who am I? Who am I to judge, yo? But then my brother is like, nah, Slim. They killing for sports, Slim. It ain't about beefing or none of that shit. They killing to say what neighborhood not to fuck with. What? So that's that's another scary part. That's another scary aspect. And so again, I mean, you know, if you know, if 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 I'm wrong. You know, if my brother don't got it right, and I'm and I doubt it because my brother is still in Southeast. My brother is still on Sixth Street where we grew up, and he talk and see these youngins every fucking day. He's the fucking mayor of our parking lot. You know what I'm saying? These youngins respect my brother. They respect me. You know, they saw the work that we put in, and they see what the fuck we doing now. And that's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying. You 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 know these young men have, you know, 
I have been saying that these young men don't have anybody to look up to or they don't have anybody that's been talking to them, but that's bullshit because these young men watched me and my brother elevate from where the fuck we were to where we are now. They've, they've seen it. So it's about making a, 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 a individual choice and a decision to do something different. And that's why the slogan for this platform is being better than you were yesterday. Because you have that right. You have that opportunity to be better than you were yesterday. I went to college. I didn't have to. I wasn't pressured. I wanted to go. Because I felt like if I stayed in the Southeast, it was going to be bad for me or somebody else's family. Because I was, again, I, I understand where these youngest is coming from. Some of the, you know, the, 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 the trade programs is gone. Recreation centers ain't open. What the fuck are these youngers supposed to do? And then I'm hearing that, you know, the the violence interrupted programs are not working. I'm hearing that some of these violence interrupters having their own violence going on. It's like, what's going on? And I mean, is, is that true? I'm, I'm not 100%. I don't know. But I can say that I do understand some of the some of the troubles that these young men are going through because I was once a eighteen year old young man living in Southeast, so I get it. But I'm not eighteen no more, and I would love to see DC on a path that's much better than what is on now. But it's hard. To have it like that when you have these guns getting into these young people's hands the way they are. These drugs on the street. You got these bitch-ass police officers that's not from this community. Don't know how to talk to the kids. Don't know how to talk to the people in the community. You got this bitch-ass chief that's always fucking lying on TV. Not telling everybody what the fuck is really going on. First you tell motherfuckers you got a tip. But then on the video that you put out, the person narrating the video say, Oh yeah, the police were in the area. What the fuck, which one was it? Did you get the tip or were the police already in the area? Because these, this, this gun task force unit, they know who got guns. They know, they know, trust me. They know. And I'm in this, in this, in, in, in this instance, I mean, I understand as a police officer, how you're trained to apprehend or to, you know, um, take down somebody so that way you don't get hurt. I, I get it. But we got to, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. And after watching the video on YouTube, you know, I, I kind of like, damn, like, these young niggas got these high-powered weapons. I, you know, they, they kind of forcing the police hand. It's scary. That has to be a scary job. So, I mean, again, it's just like, I don't have all of the answers. I don't have all the solutions, but I definitely don't want to be a part of the problem. I definitely want to be a part of trying to find out how we change this shit. That's it. So I'm not here for negativity. I'm not here for back and forth. I'm not here for none of that. I'm here for change. I'm here for elevation. I'm here to help people get on their feet. 
I'm here to help people get jobs. That's what I've always been about. Anytime I've ever had a job, I've always brought people in the front door to get money in their pocket. I've always done that. Whether it was from Shoe City to downtown locker room to Target, anywhere I've ever worked, anywhere I've ever worked, I've always put jokers on if I could. And I'll stamp that. And that's, and that's always been my heart, to help others. That's a part of one of my natural gifts from God, servitude. And it just is what it is. So this was just a little bit that I needed to get off my chest, y'all. Um, and I'm praying for my city, man, praying for these youngest. Definitely praying for these family members because they hurting. I mean... The, the mental aspect of this whole thing is just phenomenal because, you know, when your mental not right and it's off balance, you can do some off balance shit. And again, I think all of this shit stems from home. It all stems from home. However that looks, mother in the house, father in the house, father not in the house, whatever. Drugs in the house, alcohol in the house, abuse in the house. I mean, we're not going to start talking about the abuse. We're not going to start talking about the molestation, all that shit. Because there's a lot of that shit going on that we're not talking about. It's a lot of abuse going on with these kids. And they going right to these guns and thinking that that's the way out. Or that's the way that they um, release that negative energy. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I just feel like it's a bigger, it's, a, it's always a bigger picture. And I've always been a bigger picture type guy. I've always been like, it's something bigger going on here. And it definitely is. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just taking some time to myself to kind of reset, recharge, and get back at it. So I hope y'all being safe. I hope y'all being positive. I hope y'all being productive. And most importantly, I hope you will be better than you were yesterday. It's the six man. I love y'all, man. Peace. This is a journey. It's, it's a process. And, and I know that you think that you know everything now. And out of the abundance of what you think, you speak. But sometimes if you would just hold your peace, and realize that how you see it today may not be how you see it five years from now and you will have damaged everybody with wrong information because you thought it was an experience and it's a journey.
I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, yeah. I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, yeah. I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, 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 yeah. I'm cruising, 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 yeah. I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Lord, forgive me for my sins and no weapon shall prosper. Lead me away from all these damn imposters Standing in the trial singing I learned my lesson The Lord showed me all the signs But I ain't get the message Thought I got the memo You crossing me never cross my mental It took me by surprise Now this shit is monumental But it's pushing me, it's pushing me, it's pushing me, yeah And I just step into the booth And just stop killing them dead Cause I'm infatuated we're proving what's mine, and I'm just captivated by these newest methods of mine. And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mine. And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time. Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving. Cause I've been, cause yeah. I've been. I'm cruising. Cause I be, cause I be I learned my lesson, what a price hey, to a pay price And I just pay. got up on my knees and talked to Christ And I um, woke up feeling blessed Told myself, gotta live and let go No regrets, forgiveness in my heart, never no stress Mellow breeze, AOT, we the best, no Cali On this road to riches for a minute, hey, mileage Had some bustle on the way, guess who couldn't hold on Sad to say, times got real, look who didn't stay true Who you, this ain't no shade, just venting no Got to mention you was my brother from another Nothing but love for you Hope you shine, I've been told you nothing No, no one gon' ever stop mine Oh no, this my prime time grind Hey, move I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today